Hey, this bitch on. Rolex, cut it up. Rolex, buttercup. It's time for the hottest, hottest, hottest radio show and podcast. I just looked at my wrist. I got time today. With DJ it's time for Chef Radio. Radio. Yeah, sir. Welcome to Start Here in it for our podcast, man. You already know it's your host is flyer than most, man. DJ Prem. I got my next guest. I always say the next guest might be might be the best guest, man. It's Alan Ray in the building. Whoa, what's good? Good, what's good? What's good, my boy? Uh, hey, man. Uh, tell me about who you are, what you do. So I go by the name Alan Ray. I'm 18, man. I uh, I'm a producer first, and I'm an artist. You know, uh, I've been making music for about five years. I've been, you know elevating every single time I, you know, step into a new genre. Um, you know, I've been, I've been, uh, let me see how I'm trying to put this. You good. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get my music to make people feel good mm. and, you know, uh, build a new genre. I have a genre that I call Nostal. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, the base word for nostalgia. Mm. I want Nostal to be, you know that nostalgic feeling you get listening to my songs, like you f- you feel like oh I heard this before, but you really haven't in a you know childhood type of way. Okay, before we even go any further, bro, I like that. Um, how do you because for me that's like it's only a it's for me it's only certain songs that can do that for me. Yeah. How do you plan or how do you do that? Like as far as like how do you try to get that feeling into other people? I try to get that feeling by I say. Uh, let's let's just go like this. When yeah. I first start making a beat, um, I watch some type of like cartoon that I I grew up on, like just in the background, and I'll just have that playing. And usually, there's a theme song or some type of like end credit song that you hear that's like you know it catches your attention. Mm-hmm. And um, I usually use you know that type of motivation in between like watching shows and whether it's anime or cartoons or something like that. Uh, I try to incorporate that into my beats and into the music as a whole. Once I, you know, put it into the beat, I already know what I want to talk about. Yeah. So, you know, it's just a smooth process. And then, um, you know, as far as the nostalgia feeling, I'd say I try to use sounds that kind of replicate, like, the 90s pop, 80s, you know, rap type of you know vibe to it do you sample a lot i'm i'm getting into vinyl record sampling i haven't physically done it yet but Mm -hmm. i've been you know watching rhythm roulette stuff like that yeah trying to get the the info on it you know what i'm saying okay that's cool um how did you how did you hear about chef radio bro um i'd seen you passing out flyers oh shit between between two dumpsters dumpsters. okay okay And okay. I was like, like I just seen you, and you were you were like running around with the papers in your hand, and yeah, I was yeah. like, wait, what is he doing? <laughs> and then I just I was like, oh, he's doing podcasts. Okay. I was like, that would be perfect. Like I just yeah. you know I never had this type of platform, so okay, I was, ran over to you. Took was the it the was it the one where um, I'm trying to think? Was it like the last between two dumpsters where uh, BX Breezy was? I think so. Doing it, okay. I think so. Okay, yeah. I didn't really fuck with that between two dumpsters, bro. <laughs> and I and and it had nothing to do with the artist. It had nothing to do with nobody except her, bro. Because, 
Um, I've been to between I've been to Baron Studios between two dumpsters multiple times, bro. And every time I go up there, I go up there with flyers. So you know, try to get artists to come on the show. Right. And every time I wait till there's like a little intermission or you know it's like a little pause, they doing some shit, and I'll go up there and I'll talk to the head honcho and I'll be like, hey, is it cool if I come up here? Five seconds, five to ten seconds, and be like, hey, you know, I'm DJ Prem. I do something called Chef Radio. Um, anybody want a flyer? You know, right. quick quick and easy, bro. But that time, I went up there. So I was already – what I do is, first, before I even go to do that route, I'm already in the crowd just talking to people, handing out flyers, just, you know, here and there Just or networking. You know what I'm saying? Just networking, bro. Yeah. And uh, I just so happened to go up there, and I seen her. And I was like, hey, is it cool if I just get the mic for like five seconds while y'all doing, you know what I'm saying, while y'all got your intermission going? Blase, blase. She was like, yeah, uh, uh, let me go ahead and see you do it out there. And I was like, well, I've already been networking out there. I'm just, I just need the mic for two seconds. You right. know what I'm saying? Blase, blase. And uh, she was like, yeah, but let me see you do it out there. And I was like, <laughs> I, I just told you that I was already doing I'm it already, out there. You know. you know what I'm saying? I just want the mic for like 10 seconds, bro. That's all I need. Yeah. And she ended up saying something else to me, but I don't even remember what it was, but basically it was another no without saying no. So that's when I took it upon myself to be Kanye West and turn into an asshole and wait until there was like a slight pause in between music or songs or whatever. And that's when, I don't know if you remember this or you seen me up there, but I walked up there without the mic and I was just like, I just started yelling. And I was like, yeah. hey. If anybody want to come on this platform, blase, blase, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, shit like that. And I turned around, she was, she looked like she was mad and shit like that. But I don't give a fuck, bro, because it's about the, promoting bro, yourself. It's about promoting my motherfucking self, and I'm not finna let nobody stop that. But at the end of the day, we all here to really network, and you trying to stop me from networking. Right. That's what I really didn't fuck with. And little did she know, bro, like I was actually a big fucking fan yeah. because I'm not from Houston, but I had been seeing like the Hugh Stock shows and shit she had been putting on yeah. back in like 2017, 2018, or whenever the fuck it was. And that was that was years before I even thought about moving to Houston, bro. Right. So it was like it was kind of fucked up to see me because I was gonna I was even while I had the mic I was gonna end up giving her her flowers talking about you know what I'm saying I appreciate you for, like, for doing her this a shout shit. Out real yeah, quick. you know what I'm yeah. saying give you a shout out because like I was gonna tell you like shit I ain't in front of city but I've been seeing what you've been doing but now. Now we got a motherfucking problem. Like, I don't, I don't even want to fuck with you no more, bro. So it's like, you, so, uh, you yeah, bro. In yeah, bro. Now. It's like, bro, yeah. don't, don't block that shit, bro. Like, you never know who's who, bro. And you never, like, she don't know that I was really going to go up there and, like, get, deliver her fucking flowers, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you just blocked that shit. And I don't even want to fuck with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to fuck with nothing you got going on. I feel you know like a lot of people, you know, once they get that platform, they stop that thin line like to show love to people who are trying to get there and when they do that they they let clout get to their head oh absolutely and i've seen it in real time um it's it's a story i'm gonna just get into it real fast yeah you good so look basically uh i want to say about a year or two ago uh what's the genre like jersey beats in mm-hmm. Jersey, like that was trending on TikTok and Instagram. Yeah. It was going crazy. People doing the hip dances and all that. So, uh, I wanted I wanted to hop on the trend. I wanted someone to dance to my song like that. And it was uh, a friend uh, that was like I was really close with her. I was making music all the time with her, and she made a song like that. Mm-hmm. But the beat was off of YouTube. She didn't technically have like any rights to the song as far as the beat and then um she dropped a song like that it was doing good it blew up on tiktok probably like a million views something like that damn and 
I was happy for her. I told her, yeah. I was like, I'm glad you got your recognition, your exposure. Right. And we were still cool. I don't, I don't know like how she took it this way, but when I wanted to make a song like that, I just literally went on YouTube. This is before I made beats. Yeah. I went on YouTube, searched up Jersey Beat, made a song, posted a snippet on my story. People's fucking with it, tagging me in, in this post and, you know, just giving, uh, giving me love. Yeah. And then um, she seen it and she blocked me on everything. <laughs> Crazy, and bro. I'm texting her. I'm like, I'm like, what's wrong? Like, you just, you just blocked me on everything after I give you your flowers. Yeah. And now I can't just, you know, like turn up my people a little bit. Yeah, bro. I don't, I don't like that shit, bro. Because I'll never be that nigga. I don't care. And I've, I've talked about this before, and I'll talk about it again, bro. I don't care how big Chef Radio can get. Chef Radio can have 500 million fucking subscribers on YouTube, bro. I could be making a million dollars a day. It don't matter about the bread. I didn't get. I didn't start this shit for the bread. I'm not gonna let the bread go to my head. I'm not gonna let the clout go to my head, bro. Yeah. Um, now there will. I know for a fact, bro, that at a certain point I'm gonna have to switch shit up. Like I know that if my platform became as big as like a say cheese, you know, where everybody wants to fucking post their music, then I wouldn't be able to personally do everybody's interview. I would have to have like a team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Putting out interviews and doing doing interviews for me and shit like that. That's not the problem, bro. But I'm. I will never. Be like, okay, yeah, now since I already got all this bread, I'm not going to really fuck with doing the interviews on with, with people that got less than these amount of followers or whatever yeah. or anything, bro. It's not even it's not about that, bro. I, I didn't get into this shit even really for me, bro. It's really to put other people on. That's the real reason I even started Chef Radio, bro, is to put have a platform for artists, producers, and DJs to get on here and do their own fucking thing. That's you know real. what I'm saying? So. It's it's all about showing love to people, bro. That's that's literally what I preach. I literally just posted that like right before you walked in here, bro. I made a post about showing love, man, about uh like DJ love or whatever. But nah, bro, I don't, I'm never gonna let that shit go to my head or whatever. It's about you know what I'm saying. Like I said, showing love, bro. Yeah. I just I can't never I can't never be that that nigga that just do that, bro. Because I see other people do it now. Like you know, say cheese academics. You know what I'm saying. Like like people like that that post. On the regular on Instagram just for the Instagram checks. Yeah. Or post on social media just for the, you know what I'm saying, or YouTube or whatever. And it's just like, nah, that's not me. I feel like people don't know how to divide professionalism from, like, cockiness. That's a fact. And they choose to, like, say they're trying to, you know, get professional and level up their stuff. But at the same time, you're not keeping your same morals as you, Thank you first bro. got here. Thank you. You're not keeping... What made you original, what made people want to begin with you. Thank you. So, you know. <laughs> no, like for real. Yeah. Because it, it and that's what I that's what I always want to want the focus to be on is stay original, bro. Stay you know, keep the reason why I do this alive. You know what I'm saying? No matter like I said, if if it's if if I become the biggest motherfucker in America, you know what I'm saying, bro? Like, I don't never wanna stop doing it for the reason I started it. People. You know what I'm saying? Which yeah. is getting other people on, bro. My whole mission is for is for artists to come on this show, be able to strap a fucking rocket to them, light the fuse, and take the fuck off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that's all I want to do, bro. And I don't even really and, and it's just out of me showing love, bro. And people have talked to me about, bro, you know what I'm saying? You you really a, a cool ass nigga, you know, for doing shit like that. But what if people don't show you love back? That's cool, bro. I don't care. I don't. I don't do on. it for motherfuckers to show love back, bro. Literally. I do it just to show love. If motherfuckers don't show show love back, that's cool. Because I, I know I'm gonna get my shit coming back ten tenfold, bro. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? You can only do so much. I feel like as long as you helping somebody out, that good karma is going to come back to you. Exactly, I bro. believe in that. Exactly, bro. And on the most part, you doing something a lot of people don't really like to do. Just show genuine, genuine support. Yeah. A lot of people aren't going to support you, and a lot of people aren't going to repost your shit. And they're not going to tag you and nothing. They're not going to do any of that because they afraid of what they social media is going to look like just because they helping somebody. Bro, and, and that's the biggest thing, bro. Like, I tell people all the time, I'm not even from this city. You know right. what I'm saying? I come to this city trying to put other motherfuckers on because I couldn't even do it back home. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's so weird how people will fuck with you more because you're not from their city than they'll fuck with a mo- another motherfucker that is from their city. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a little weird to me. I'm saying I don't want. I'm not saying don't fuck with me. I'm just saying like, <laughs> like it's that's just a little weird, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely aware of the fact people like you know when you're local, they choose to kind of be more against you. Mm-hmm. They actually um, had a video of Drake like he he had headlined or something like the announcer was like, oh, this is a local artist from. Toronto, blah, blah, blah. I seen that video, And yo. then nobody, like, everyone got their camera out like this, yo. and then they pulling their shit down as soon as he said local. Yeah. And then yo. when they, when he said local, Drake just ran out. Everyone yeah. screaming, putting their phone back yeah, up. Bro. I'm like, see, that's crazy, because if, if he was actually just a local artist just as hard as Drake... They wouldn't have fucked with him like that. I seen crazy that video, bro. That's crazy. That yeah, that's And it's, it's, it's like... What 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 do people think? Like, where do they think these artists come from? Like, when we just make music and then go to these shows and perform, like, do they think we just spawn out of thin air, bro? And, and blow I, up when it comes to and then when it even comes to like bigger cities, bro, you have to for you to get known, you can have the best music in the world, but it's really this is real this is real life the truth, bro. People have to dick rod you for you to really get yeah. on, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's really the truth. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like. I've I've watched people blow up in my city or whatever and just kind of stop at Kansas City, but it's only because people dick rock dick roll, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's really the only reason. It's not even like sometimes I didn't see I didn't see motherfuckers get a couple thousand views on YouTube or they they streams is going crazy, but their music is really garbage. Yeah, that's because other people in that city just that that's got clout or whatever. It's dick rotting. Yeah. Because that's they homie or they fucking with it. Like, bro, like that that's what really kind of bothered bothered me as being an artist, bro. I got tired of that shit. Yeah. I really got tired of that <laughs> shit, bro. For real. Like, Man. I even made a song, like, well, I didn't make a song about it, but I had wrote I had wrote something about uh about that, bro. I said, um, it's not about the talent, but it's all about the clout. If it's all about the clout, then it's dicks in your mouth. Then I was like, uh, See, you got Dame, Rory, Tone, Caleb. Damn, what the fuck did I say? I was naming niggas in my city, bro. Yeah. And uh, God damn, I gotta go, hold on. I gotta go to the lyrics, bro. Cause I, I, hey, I was going stupid on that motherfucker nah, too. I, I was like, dog. You. I believe you. I was going in on they ass. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta find that bitch. I gotta find that motherfucker. That was, that was it. Yeah, I, a lot of people just wait till something's the most popular. Yeah, to you know start hopping on the wave, but it's it's so backwards. Like people like to gatekeep their favorite underground artists, but at the same time, when there's someone that is like you know already up there, 
they couldn't be all like they they probably not all that, but they still gonna get all that love and support just for the fact that they fans is gonna dick ride they shit. That's what I'm saying, bro. Just cause and that shit is so whack. <laughs> and on that note, I feel like TikTok has a good and bad like chemical reaction to the music industry. Okay, talk to me about it, bro. So yeah, I do believe it gives artists the chance to blow up and get to that stardom. But at the same time, TikTok doesn't take shit seriously. No, bro. So no. They blow people up who make these meme songs and and just parody songs, joke shit. And it's like they're not putting no real talent in the music. They're not really trying to make a living off of music. They're just trying to fuck with you. Bro, we was literally just talking about this on the on the roundtable that had just dropped with, uh, with a couple of my homies, bro. When you when a when a person blows up off of TikTok, it's really like that 15, 10 to fifteen seconds that people know, bro. Don't nobody actually go looking yeah. for that fucking song. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna lie. I went to go look for my blicky because that's a catchy ass song. <laughs> but that's even even a part of that, bro. Like that's a parody, bro. Yeah. Like them niggas is not serious. You know what I'm saying? They they really was they really just fucking around. They got this little gimmick going or whatever. But it's really like it really irritates me because you got real music out here that's getting looked over because of shit like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, how? It's surprising to me that these fans, quote unquote fans, go to the artist's uh concert and only know that 15 seconds. Bro, that's of the what song. I'm saying. That's ridiculous. That's what I'm saying, bro. Cause I would genuinely be pissed if <laughs> I had let's let's just say I got eight hundred to a thousand people came just down here yeah. to come see me. Tickets and everything. And I play my most viral song, and they only know the first 15 seconds of it. Yeah, And then bro. they just staring at me like a lost dog after I'm really trying to sing the song. We was literally talking about how that happens at Rolling Loud, where yeah. you'll get an artist that, excuse me, will know well, that only blew up off of TikTok and blew up off of 15 seconds, bro. But they got like maybe like four, they got a fucking 15-minute set. But everybody's just standing around waiting for that one that song. That one song. And that one part in the song. Because yeah. that's all they know. You know what I'm saying? They're going to go crazy for that 15 seconds. And then after that, they're just kind of like standing there like, oh, okay. I feel like labels song. rush their artists to get to Rolling Loud and to that stardom at the same yeah. time. Because a lot they know of artists. Because it's bread in that, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's all the. You know what I'm saying? And I don't, I don't really necessarily have a problem with a label as long as you move right. But. The labels know, bro. They yeah. just, they trying to get that bread. Just bread. They trying to get that bread. That's why I, I hated how Ice Spice was pushed when she first came out, bro. Because I swear to God, Complex was posting her Complex music, Rolling Loud. I mean, every fucking media outlet when it comes to music was posting her and reposting her music and all this other shit. And it wasn't even just much. It was just like when she was about to drop her album and all this other shit. I'm like, God damn. I ain't never seen y'all support, this, support an, yeah. another artist like this ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? People want to say, I, I feel like I've seen a lot of people say it's colorism rooted into it. Um, I think Ice Spice genuinely deserves her flowers. I think she, you know, she has her talent and she's just going to build up to what she can be. But as far as, like you said, the promotion and how many pages have posted her, it's crazy how you don't see this type of love for any other artist. Any other artist, bro. And... It don't matter if they own or not. Yeah. Like, the way when, but when her album was about to drop, like, it was like a week away from the album, bro. 
the way she was reposted on, I mean, Revolt, like I said, Complex, Complex Music, Rolling Loud. I mean, every every social media music outlet was reposting her, bro. And I'm like, y'all, y'all don't it's need to do them niggas horny. <laughs> them niggas is horny. That too, bro. Them niggas is horny. I was like, bro, this fuck. is wild. I've never seen anything like that, bro. They don't even do that for like artists that's on. Like, I know Rolling Loud will like repost like other artists and shit like that as far as like the artists that perform at Rolling Loud. Yeah. But the way they was re- reposting Ice Spice, I was like, bro, somebody running this account doing this shit on purpose. Like, that shit was crazy. All them niggas was doing was looking at her twerk at the show. And, That's a fact. And she was saying, like, she would perform and actually rap her shit, but niggas was just worried about ass. That's really it. That's a I feel like TikTok could be a good thing, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's a lot of trolls. Oh, yeah. A lot of people who just, you know, don't really see music as a passion. They just see it as, oh, I can blow up if I make a stupid ass song and post it. Yo, so also, I think TikTok is a... Uh, I don't know who's behind this shit. Yeah. But TikTok there's there's they're picking and choosing certain shit. Oh, of course. And this is how I know, bro. I have my Chef Radio podcast page. Yeah. And it's on TikTok. Now, I don't really I kind of post on it, but I really I really don't as much as I should. Yeah. But I remember, bro, we was talking about uh white people in the music industry being uh Cultural appropriation. Yeah. Dude, my TikTok went from niggas to white people so fucking quick, bro. <laughs> Everybody in my fucking comments was like, yeah, how the fuck are you going to talk about that? Blah, blah, blah. Like everybody in the, bro, I swear everybody that was in the comment section was white. And I never had anybody in my comment section white before, bro. Like I was like, bro, that's kind of weird how like y'all just like my, my content was this stayed the same? It's I never changed it. And my audience move. has yeah. stayed the same. But when I posted this one video about this, now no black people see it anymore. Yeah. Now it's all now all only white people see it. TikTok runs off of controversy. That's a every fact. single time. Every single time. I promise you a TikTok, like, okay, I got a real life example for you. Mm-hmm. I posted a TikTok to my song. And I, it was like, it was, uh, it was a song that was kind of introducing that no still vibe. And originally when I first made the song, it, it reminded me of like a Michael Jackson song. Okay. Like guitars, like, like, you know, it's, it's a vibe. And then I, I made a TikTok and I'm just, I'm standing there like this. And then I'm like, I put the caption as like, oh, this nigga think he cold or this nigga think he MJ or some shit like that. (laughs) And literally that only TikTok was the only one that started to get interaction. Me pretending it's not my song, hating on myself. And it's crazy that TikTok runs like that because a lot of the times you can actually just have a good video ready and posted. And it's actually something that people can interact with or just learn from. And they won't, TikTok won't put your shit on there unless there's some reason to start an argument. I promise Facts. you. It's like, if, if people in the comments aren't ready to be like, what the fuck? Why are you saying that? What are you doing? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Then it's not going to get up there. Bro, because I swear to God, that video got the... Actually, bro, I think I might have posted it on my regular page, bro. Because I got two TikTok pages, one for like me and then one for uh, Chef Radio. Okay. But, bro, it ended up getting the most likes, the most views, the most commented, bro. But I got the most hate. 
Yeah. I got the most hate. And I was like, and that shit don't really bother me, bro. <laughs> social media is social media. I leave social, like, I literally, I'm one of the ones that can actually fucking dictate this is real life, this is social media. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but when I was, because I, I I ended up being in the comments and start trolling motherfuckers. Because I, I just thought that shit was hilarious, bro. Because then white people was mad, mad. bro. I'm, I, like, I'm dumb mad. Yeah. They was like, it's okay. it co- cultural appropriation. Like, that's, there's no way it's co- appro- cultural appropriation and all this other shit. And they was like, because uh, cause in the a, in a video, uh, I think my nigga Ronda Don was like, yeah, white people steal all the culture from us. And it was like, no, we have our own culture. We do this, we do that, and all this other shit. And I'm like, bro, everything y'all have, you fucking stole it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but White you people don't. live in luxury to where they just want something to be mad like, at. Like, don't, don't get me wrong, bro. Again, there's no racist shit. Like, I, I have white friends. I have, uh, bro, one of the, my favorite fucking artists is my nigga Kawhi Rod has been on this motherfucker multiple times, bro. And I fuck with him heavy, but... When it comes, when it does come to the industry, that nigga Ronda Don, when he said that shit, he does have a point. Like, this was made for black people, bro. Uh, Hip hop, that shit came from jazz. Jazz came from black people. Like, like, bro, if you do your research on this industry, it comes from us. But the problem is, it's not ran by us. You know what I'm saying? That's that's really what it is, bro. It's it's a lot of stuff that goes, you know, deep rooted racism. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, bro. Even the first few rock songs were black bands. And hey, bro, thank you. It's you know, like I I, I personally listen to uh, Bad Brains. And, okay. And uh, what's this other band? It's like it's like Bad Plums or, or Brain Plums or something like that. But you know, I try to I try to tune into black bands and you know, black artists more than, you know, anybody else because I feel like we should show more love to our own people first and, you know, just kind of spread that love around. But like you said, the industry built around us, but we're not on top for some yeah, reason. Yeah, bro. For some yeah. reason. And my boy was Teron, Teron was talking about that, bro. Like, and I think Ronald Don had some input on this too, bro, about how we – are the ones basically putting in the work, but somebody else is the owner. That's yeah. not the same skin color as us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Teron was like, you know what I'm saying? They don't need to run our shit no more because it is our shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They try to tell us what's hot, what's not. We we know what's hot, what's not because we've been doing this shit since the beginning of the fucking time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How the fuck yeah. you gonna come in here and try to tell us what the fuck is hot or not? You know it's, what I'm saying? I, I, seen this, um, I seen this post that was like, some it's someone that ran a record label. It's like some Indian motherfucker, but he was he was trying to like push all negativity. Even like a lot of these rap Instagram pages, yeah, are ran by Indian people, Jewish people who just want to spread negativity in between our community. A lot of these posts you see, like, oh, are these women able to wear this hair when they go out? Can you go out with this lady over here if she got two baby daddies, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. stuff like that. That shit is meant to divide us and make us sit yeah, there and bro. argue. And, I, I'm, bro, I'm so sick of it because we, I feel like we're the only race that sits here and argues about shit like this. Absolutely. Like, all day, every Absolutely. day. Like, like Dumb shit, Twitter. little shit. Yeah, you check Twitter and shit like, would you still be with them if they cheated? Oh, can you, are you allowed to go buy this for your uh, stepson or whatever, blah blah blah. Are you gonna go get McDonald's for your stepdaughter? If like dumb shit, it'd be dumb and it's, shit, it's bro. like, why are we sitting here arguing about stuff like this when we can really just go and be together? We supposed to help each other. We supposed to move as a community. 
we show love until we don't want to no more. Bro, I tell you right now, bro, if black people was really together, like how we really supposed to be, bro, we'd be the most powerful race on this planet. Yeah. That's a fact. Most definitely. That's and a fact. That's why they try to limit us and tell us what the fuck we can't do all the time. Because they scared and they know we're naturally stronger. <laughs> exactly, bro. They you know, know what's that. crazy? And this kind of off topic, bro. I will never forget this. the homie came. I don't even remember his name. I was working at Finish Line. This was like 2019, 2018, bro. Yeah. This dude came in here. It was right around the time. Actually, I don't. Even, I think it was 2019. It was right around the time Nipsey had died, bro. And he came in the Finish Line and he was talking to us about like race and, and all this other shit. And he was like, bro, do you understand you don't you don't understand like why like the up the people that are above us are scared of us. He was like, "Bro, black people are the closest thing to God." Yeah. That's why. Like he was saying the reason it's a reason why we have capabilities that other fucking races don't or rate race says, I guess, yeah. <laughs> don't have, you know what I'm saying? Like we're able to run faster. We're able to jump higher. We're able to do all of this shit. That's why you see last athletes, bro, most of them are black. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're able to do a lot of other shit that other races can't do, bro. Why do you, like, I seen, I seen the actual school book that had a white Egyptian man in there. <laughs> under the sun. With the, like, with the little falcon hat and everything. I'm like, bro, white people were not in, not at they all, They were not bro. in the desert. No. They would have been turning pink and red <laughs> if they was out there. They would have been baking. Facts. That's crazy to Facts, say. Facts, bro. And, yeah. like, I don't know. It's a lot of stuff that's whitewashed, a lot of stuff that they try to, you know, erase history about. And the sad part is I feel like as we move on through history and move on as a unit, we should just build and know what we want and stop catering to what the fuck white people say about us yeah. and how we should move professionally and we have to cut our hair and not have piercings and tattoos, whatever the fuck the white man rule is. I don't, yeah. I'm, I'm sick of following shit Bro, like it's, that. bro, it's so, so funny you just said that. Like I that. literally just watched this dude, Drewski, you know Drewski, right? Yeah. So I just watched him like do a little parody of being like a, uh, a NFL owner or an NBA owner. And he was talking, basically he was talking to like John, John Morant. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, so we're going to need you to clean up your act, buddy. Like, we don't need you to cut them dreads off. We don't need you to do this, do that. And, you know, you know, he was, it was a skit, but it's like, <laughs> That's true as fuck, though. Yeah. Like, that's really what they be wanting, bro. They like, try to take what we like and what we love and what makes us a people. They try like, to take the culture away, bro. Literally. And they it's like, we're not, supposed to, we're not supposed to bend to y'all rules at and, all. like, just cater to what y'all want just because y'all don't like it. We could give a fuck if y'all don't like it. <laughs> exactly, literally. bro. Y'all niggas don't exactly. even know. Y'all, when they first fucking came here and stole shit from the natives, them niggas didn't even know how to take baths. And plant food. Facts. But we supposed to listen to what the fuck y'all want? That's, <laughs> That's crazy. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's crazy. That's what I'm saying, me. bro. Them, them white folks in that comment section was hot, dog. They was hot, bro. Man, I'm But it's, it's just, like I said, bro, it's crazy. Like like I said, TikTok is the ones that dictate, you know what I'm saying, what goes where, who sees what, yeah. and shit like that, bro. That's really, that's the industry. That's damn near really the world, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? America, at least, bro. You know what I'm saying? They dictate what they want you to know, what they want you to see. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. So, yeah, bro. Then we really just spent, like, 20 minutes just talking about that shit. But I fuck <laughs> with that. Uh, yeah, what's, your, uh, what's the inspiration behind this music shit? You got an inspiration? Yeah, okay. So, I say in 2017, my uh, my father passed away from cancer. Uh, Rip Alvin. Um, he is a New Orleans known rapper. He goes by Six War Pup. Uh, he was, 
he had a really strong influence on me, like, mm-hmm. you know, in the music scene. When I was a baby and, like, toddler size and shit, he was always taking me to the studio. I met uh, the pr- producer, Black and Mild, when I was little as fuck, and I didn't, like, I didn't even know he was just, you know, like, that big and popping. Like, he was just the goat to me. And, um, yeah, he had passed away, and I wanted something to connect with him. Like, you know, as he was floating up there, I wanted something to keep for myself yeah. but also share with him so i started making music and you know I, at first i was doing it for him that was you know i say that was a really big issue mm-hmm. at the time i wasn't making music for myself i was making it because i felt like oh he would be proud of me doing this yeah and once i got to the point to where i knew it was just natural talent i just kept going and then i was like you know what i'm gonna do it for myself like, I know he could see me right now, and he could tell, like, oh, yeah, you got it. Yeah. So once I got to that point, I was just like, you know what? Let me just do it for myself, and let me spaz. I know I could rap. I know I could I could kind of sing. I can produce now. I'm doing whatever it takes. Yeah, no, nah, I fuck with that, bro. That's nah, inspiration for sure. That's what's up. Thank you. That's what's up, bro. Uh, what do you want your fans to get out of your music? I want my fans to, uh, for one, I want them to feel... Nostal, the nostalgia. I want them to feel like a separate energy when they hear my music. Um, a lot of times people tell me when they listen to my music, they tell me, oh, this sounds like something, excuse me, that needed to be made. And I really like hearing that. Like, Yo. this sounds like something that the world couldn't go without. And mm. I feel like when I was first uh, making music, I was making like DMB and like pop, uh, stuff like that. Yeah. But I was incorporating, uh, you know, like a hip hop, like kind of like grunge type of style to it. And um, that style overall just carried me through like what I made it into today, being Nostal. And um, I want my fans to just feel good energy most of the time. And sometimes we can cry together about it. It doesn't always have to be happy times. It could be sad times. I just want to connect and, you know, let my fans know they're not the only ones going through shit. They're not the only ones, you know, feeling down on a fucking Tuesday for yeah. no reason. Like, I'm here with you. Listen Facts. to my shit and connect with me. Facts. No, I like that shit, bro. What is, uh, I know you told me you're a producer, too. What's the creative process behind making beats? Making beats. Okay, so, ah, all right. <laughs> I'd say making beats, it's uh, it's a it's a puzzle piece for me. Um, I'm still like kind of getting the ups and downs and shit, but I can make you know I can make pretty, I can make some pretty hard ass beats mm-hmm. so far. I've only this is literally my first year producing. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I'd say my process would be like I said, like if it was something no stool vibe, I want to go for. Uh, I'll have like my TV just literally like this in the back, and just put on what type of vibe I'm feeling. I'll probably smoke a J or some shit, and then, like, whatever intro music I hear, outro music I hear, I try to replicate it into the, you know, into the beat. Yeah. And just play it on my own keyboard first and just make a whatever melody I want out of that. Okay. You know, and I build it from there. Yeah. Okay, so what's the what's the creative process of actually being an artist? You know what I'm saying? Making a song. Making a song. Okay. Um, Making a song, I say... If it's it the same, always, that's cool, too. Oh, yeah. It, I mean... It it always depends. I feel like I made a lot of love songs okay. and a lot of uh, songs that just, you know, I wanted to scream like I was probably 
like two energy drinks down, probably a blunt, and <laughs> just wanted to fucking scream in the mic. So it was more off emotion. Yeah, okay. always off emotion. And I I feel like I drive really heavy off of that because when there's a day I can't make a song, I'll get mad as fuck. And I like I can't hand like I don't Is it know like why. when you got writer's block or something. Yeah, okay. definitely like writer's block. That little like like I'm sitting there on my computer like this. No, no, it's been two three hours. I can't cook up nothing. I'm like man, fuck this shit. Uh, I literally <laughs> just close my computer, and I won't. I literally won't look at my computer for like two three days, and then like I come back and I'm like man, I'm gonna make a hard ass song, and I yeah. I literally go and do it, yeah. and I'll make something. 10 times better than what I planned on the first time, or it'll be something I'm reaching into new territory. Okay. Every single time, I promise. Yeah, no, that's tough, bro. I, I like actually making songs off of emotion, bro, because that's how you can connect with your audience. Of you course. know what I'm saying? If, if they can feel what you feel. And that's the best feeling in the world, bro. It don't matter if, you know, 200,000 people listen to your song, bro, and everybody said, said it was trash, but that one person that came up to you and was like, dude, I really felt what the fuck you was talking about. This shit made yeah. me feel a, you know what I'm saying, a certain type of way, bro. And that's the best feeling in the world, bro. That's the only thing you can ask for being an artist, I swear man. to God. I tell people all the time, it's, it's not about how many numbers. It's not about, like, what clout you getting off it. It's about who you connecting with and how you, you know, changing somebody's life. Yeah. It's a few times people texting me on Instagram. People just random out the blue. I check my requests, and they're like, man. The song you just dropped just like it saved me. Yeah, and bro. S- like seeing stuff like that, it makes you like really want to keep going and just support people and drop this music so you can connect and help them feel that. Yeah, bro. And it can be a song. It don't even have to be, but it don't even have to be a full song, bro. It could just be one bar or one line or of or some, or a note that you hit or something, bro. That will make somebody feel a certain type of way, bro. I I can attest with uh, that to Juice World. I was not a Juice World fan, and I'm not gonna pretend like oh, I was like one of the biggest. No, I was not a big Juice World fan, bro. But I remember um, I was at finish line again, and one of the homies was in the back playing. Uh, I don't know if you know the song Candles by Juice World. I don't. I don't think so. so. He was playing it. I thought, because I was hearing it from far away, it sounded like Post Malone. Yeah. But I was like, okay. So I was listening to it, and I went home. And and I knew that it was an issue when I went home, and I was still thinking about that song. That song and I was yeah. like, mm, next time I'm there, I'm going to go talk to bro and ask him what that Post Malone song was, <laughs> thinking it was Post Malone. Yeah. So I was like, hey, bro, what's that Post Malone song? He was like, Post Malone? I don't listen to Post Malone. And I was like, shit, I don't fucking know. You was playing this song, and it went like this, this, and this. He was like. I think you talking about candles, but that's by Juice World, and I was like, for real. And the only only Juice World I had song I heard at that time was uh, what's that popular ass song that he came out with? All girls um, are the same. Oh, no, I don't think it was that. What's the other one? Uh, damn, I, I think the album was like Death Race for Love or something like that. Oh, no, it wasn't gotcha. that. No, it wasn't that one. Um, Goodbye and Good Riddance was the album. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, what was the name of that song? I um, still see your shadows in my room. Yeah, that's, that that's all girls are the same. Oh, shit. I'm my fault. Yeah. I didn't know, this, I know the <laughs> name of the damn song. Shit. Yeah. That's how you know I'm not a fucking Juice World fan. But um, So, yeah. So, I was listening. So, that's the only song that I knew by him. But he had showed me the Candle song. And I was like, damn. And the way he was hitting certain notes, reverb on his shit and all this other shit. I was like, damn, bro. Connected I was getting chills and shit. I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> nobody's music had ever made me feel like that before. Like, like multiple of their songs. Now, I've had songs yeah. of artists that made me feel a certain way, but, like, I actually went back and listened to this nigga. There's a little bit of his catalog. I was like, damn. 
this ain't actually kind of cool. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's all it takes. So, yeah, Every bro. single time, that's all it takes. I feel like that that little goosebump feeling, you know, that's when you know, oh, I gotta keep tuning in. Exactly. I gotta keep. I gotta keep coming back for this feeling. It's exactly. like dopamine. Like you know, they say our brain releases that when we finna die. It's like that happiness energy yeah. feeling. I feel like once you get that of you know from listening to a song, you always gonna keep coming back, and we always crave that emotion of happiness. Exactly. So, you know, I feel like that always just that's the repeated cycle of why people become fans. Yeah. Yep. Most definitely. Yep. You uh, so you said you met I, we met at uh between two dumpsters, Baron Studios. Did you perform that night? I was trying to. That was my first time going. Okay. And I didn't know you actually have to be there like an hour bro, early. <laughs> you got to be there dumbass early, bro. <laughs> you got to be there literally two hours early. And I dumbass was, bro, early. as soon as I got there, like what, at like seven or eight, <laughs> line was wrapped around yeah, the whole dog. building. And I was yeah. like, wait, is this the line for the artist? Some dude was like, boy, you too fucking late. I was like, <laughs> bro. I was like what? Yeah, so... If you don't know, man, if Baron Stu- bro, if you have a between two numbers, bro, you better get there in the motherfucking morning. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> like that ass, bro, because <laughs> they do not like. And it's crazy because all of them artists are there, but even all of them artists that sign up aren't gonna perform. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, the earlier you get there, the better, of course. But the later you get there, even though your name might be on that list, you still might not be performing, bro, because yeah. they have so many fucking artists and. For me, bro, I don't, I don't think that's a good thing, bro. Because the issue is, it, let's say it start at seven. Yeah. Not really, and people gonna probably pull up. Let's say seven thirty, eight o'clock, right? Yeah. Right, so let's say your peak crowd like eight thirty, mm-hmm. but that shit don't end until like one or two in the morning because you got all them fucking artists. Yeah. But eight, let's say eight thirty going, you you there with your homie because your homie trying to perform and shit like that. But your homie got there a little bit late, so he ain't performing until eleven thirty midnight. You know yeah. what I'm saying? By that time, bro, you tired of listening to everybody else. You know Literally. what I'm saying? Like, you and like, damn, bro, where my, home, where my homie gonna perform? By that time, everyone's already Everybody gone. gone. Everyone's you, gone. You know what I'm saying? So, it's it's really like, by the time it hit midnight, bro, one in the morning, bro, you performing in front of maybe, like, like five people. Maybe five people. Like, <laughs> maybe your homies, if they still there, they probably like, bro, I'm, I'm gonna catch you at the next one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it, it ain't nothing wrong with that, but that's my thing about Baron Studio, like, the Between Two Dumpsters, bro, is I think that they should shorten that shit. Like, Honestly, they got they get so many artists to show up. They should really just do that shit more often. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and be like, because I think they do it like once a month, either once a month or like once every couple weeks. I think it's it's because they uh, uh they have the giveaways and shit, and they know oh. they they finna bring an artist like on tour if they get the you know like they get the top spot. Oh, like you can come with us. You had the best performance, best interaction with the crowd, so they bring them. But um, I agree. I feel like they should do more shows. They should, um, bro. When I they got there, a good turnout for sure. Yeah, when I got there, I actually got one of the wristbands, but I was literally like, I was waiting there till like twelve. That's what I'm saying, bro. And and there was nobody there. Seven people there, <laughs> and this one last group, like they came out. Their energy was crazy, but it was like everyone was already too tired. So yeah. it was like, yeah, y'all, bro. like y'all performing at ten, but these people are at three and they're ready to go home. Like yeah. you just, you know, you just got to do your thing and just if you can go up there, go ahead, but. If it's too late, you just leave. Here's my here's my issue with that, bro. Like, they have when you have too many artists that are local artists that nobody knows their music. That's the issue. Yeah. Because you just standing around listening to some shit you don't know. Yeah. And I'm gonna be honest with you. Let's say you got a let's say it's a hundred artists. 
maybe like 25 artists to 30 artists is actually really kind of decent, at least, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The rest of the artists, you're like, mm, nah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not even trying to shit on niggas or nothing like that, but it's just like, bro, not everybody can rap. Not everybody can make good, good music. Not everybody shit. Not, not everybody knows how to perform. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You can make you can make a dope-ass song, but you don't know how to perform. That also goes into it, too. Um, and, you know, shit like that, but I would say... If they're going to do something like that, bro, they need to, like, I know they have intermissions and shit, but they need to make that shit more like a party-ish yeah. to where you have, you're playing, a DJ is playing music that everybody knows so they can keep people engaged yeah. because you you just standing there for 30 to 45 minutes at a time, bro, where it's just people standing and you got artists after artists after, yeah. artists after artists after artists after artists and it's like... When the fuck my homie going on? You know what I'm right. saying? Like, the time when the shit. homie going yeah. on? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to be honest, bro. I don't be there that long. Like, I'll be there. I tr- I, I'm going to be honest, bro. I try to stay an hour. Like, just I, an hour. Just, I try. It's so hard for me to stay an hour, bro. <laughs> because within the first 30 minutes, you, I done already seen like seven to eight artists. Yeah. And I don't know none of they shit. And out of those seven artists, it was probably one or two niggas that was actually decent. And... And now I know that like it's gonna be another fucking thirty six artists coming, and I'm like, bro, I really I want to go home. You know what I'm saying? I feel I, like a lot. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you good. I feel like a lot of the artists um that they come up. It was it was some like sixteen, seventeen year old dude, but it was his first performance ever. He's like performing some like dubstep DMB type song with like rainbow <laughs> kitty sprinkle saying, vibes or whatever. And he's he's like he's performing. He's jumping around and then he drops the mic. Like literally, just like right on the floor, and everyone's just like, oh, like what the fuck? No, nah, no. Nah. Even the lady, uh, that was, I think she was like sitting next to the DJ. She looked at him. She was like, "What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing?" Like, and I was like, "Bro, like he this, did it on purpose or he did it on accident?" Nah, he's it was on accident. Like I don't know if he was just nervous or like he just like his hands slipped up. But like I was just <laughs> looking and I was like, "Bro, this is who I lost my spot to." Literally. Hey, that's not funny. This is who I like. And the thing I do like about the um in between two dumpsters, it was like it felt like it felt like chewing in exams. Like it felt like some real like, oh, this is like the thing to make it. Like this felt like it, it had that vibe. It felt like competition. And then it was yeah. people like that that dropped the mic. That's after, what I'm saying, bro. Like after you rapping. Get, there is a lot of artists that go up there that just aren't good, bro. Yeah. They just are terrible. But you and it, because I'm not going to be, I'm going to be the same way, though. I'm going to still give you a platform. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Now, will you be able to come on a round table? No. Will you be able to get a Chef Radio freestyle? No. But you can come, you can you come, can over come here. and talk. You can come talk to me. You know what I'm saying? And I <laughs> go ahead and put your shit out and, and try to get people to follow you and listen to your music and shit like that. But, yeah. it, bro, not, that's not what everyone's t- going to blame yeah, bro, like that. That's what I was saying to uh, my homies, bro. Like, when we were talking about the round table, not everybody's going to be able to go on a round table. Not everybody's going to be able to do a, a fucking Chef Radio freestyle because you're just, it's okay. You're just not there yet. Yeah. You might get there. You're just not there right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so yeah, bro. It's uh, Between two dumpsters, again, not, not trying to shit on them <laughs> in no type of way, bro. Like, at all, for real. Like, they cool. Like, yeah. a lot of shit that they do, and I think what they do for the city is definitely cool as fuck. But... You got to find a way to make that shit just a little bit better, shorten it, because I'm going to be honest, bro. If I'm an artist and I got there late and I know I'm not going on till one in the morning or midnight, leave, bro, I'm about to leave. (laughs) 
I'm gonna be honest, bro. I'm, I'm leaving. I might come back, <laughs> but I, and, and I really, I really might not because when I come back, I know it ain't finna be nobody here. Yeah. Like you having me perform in front of like four nobody, motherfuckers, literally. If nobody. that, I feel like your the stage, food truck gone. <laughs> <laughs> there was a food truck there. Now that I think about it, yeah, like, bro, the niggas was going when I was still there. Bro, that's Damn. what I'm saying, bro. I feel like I feel like stage presence is good too. Like a lot of yeah. the artists up there, like I feel like you should. As an artist, you should go up there by yourself to build your own presence. Yeah. But at the same time, people like to see everybody getting hype. So when you have four or five of your friends, you know, all jumping up on stage, me, it's you know it that is. Shit tacky, bro. But it brings energy. It brings energy, and that's that's what people like feel like they need, especially after standing there for so long. Like, oh, we just standing there, and then the next person gonna play something that could damn near make me fall asleep. Bro, now see, it's four people up here jumping up. Here's the issue with, with artists going up there, bro. That is not a place where you perform like you're fucking Travis Scott. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that you're not, number one, you don't have that type of crowd. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody been this bitch about to bounce with you and mosh pit and some old shit, bro. That's not that type of, that's not. That's not what that's for. Everybody in that bitch smoking. Everybody, I mean, everybody so. smoking. Everybody just standing there looking at you. They don't know your music, my nigga. Yeah. So you might catch a motherfucker because you got a nice beat. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you might catch him. You might catch him bobbing and shit like that. Okay, swinging. You know what I'm saying? But you ain't finna have nobody jumping yeah, around, jumping around yeah. and smoke shit, bro. That's not finna happen, bro. <laughs> so you go up there, bro, with the right music, and you will and you will look a lot better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You go up there and you looking like Travis Scott, you look weird because you're the only motherfucker with this. Number one, you got a wired mic, so you're going to trip over your shit. Yeah. But you over here jumping this shit to nothing. It was a nigga like that jumped on the dumpster and was trying to. Nigga, yeah, and he was he was trying to he was trying to like jump on the shit and like break the fucking. Thing. I was that like, bro, look, that shit twice, bro. it's it's cool for it's you like, to man. do this in a your own venue when you're actually hosting the show, but like, bro, we're just outside, yeah, literally we're just outside between two dumpsters. Like this shit looked like a garage, yeah, nigga. bro. Like just sing your song, catch. Yeah, like it's good to catch some interactions with the crowd, but bro. You not Cardi, bro. Yeah. You're not Cardi. Like the Don't only do thing, all that. The only crowd interaction that you, I think, would be good that you might be able to get is like tell everybody, like, swing your arm from hot as hot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You could do that. You could do some shit like that. But you tell everybody, open up. I need a fucking monster. Open this shit like, up. Open it. Like, bro, that's not going to happen, Nobody's bro. doing that. Nobody, bro. Them motherfuckers just standing there and look at you like, nigga, if you just like, perform. Huh? You know what I'm saying? Open this shit up. I need y'all to get fucking lit. Bro, yeah, no. And I, I'm not going to lie. I've been a victim of that. Like, I actually had a show in Atlanta before. Okay. And it was with me and my friend, uh, shout out DCT. We was we was performing at this place called Thank You For Dying. Shout out them. It was a, It was a pretty cool, it was a pretty cool venue. But you can tell the energy wasn't there based off. You know, like you said, people don't know what your music is when you first go up there. So it's that. And I was I was trying to do that. Like, come on, let's get come on. Like, come to the front. Come to the front. Let's get lit. Nah, nah. And everybody just staring back at me. They like, nigga, just rap the song. Just, yeah, bro. <laughs> like, just yeah. rap the song. And, and see, here's it, my nigga. I, so I'm a uh, I'm a DJ for an artist out here called Tata Samurai. His name is Tata Samurai. So he is a prime example, bro. He just had an album release party. He has a couple songs out that a lot of people that pulled up knew the words to the songs. Yeah. But he didn't go up there and jump around on fucking stage and shit like that. He just stood there. He rapped it. He rapped it with him. You know what I'm saying? People, and everybody in the crowd singing this shit. 
know what I'm saying, rapping and shit. That's cool. Like, yeah. that's dope as fuck. But he showed, like, I don't have to jump around and mosh pit and j- crowd surf and some more shit, bro. Like, it's he knew what type of environment he was in right. as well, bro. Like, it's a lot of artists out there, bro. Y'all don't know what type of vi- environment y'all in. Y'all don't realize it, and then y'all y'all look stupid. Yeah. Like, dead ass, you look stupid. So, it's just really about, you know what I'm saying, knowing where you at. Seeing where you at, cause even um, shout out Nico, he he was talking about on my uh, on a roundtable how he went up to between two dumpsters, thinking it was gonna be something you know think had this song in mind, and then when he got there, he seen the crowd, he was like, oh yeah, he changed his whole fucking set, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You gotta do shit like that. It's so, it's a lot of it's a lot of venues that you know they want that wild crazy energy, and it's a lot of them that just like. You know, between two dumpsters that just want, you know, smoke and just hear a cool last song. Yeah. And they just want a vibe to something. And that's that's what I noticed, like, literally the first three songs when I was up there. And I was like, if I'm going to go up here, I'm going to just choose a song that, you know, people can bop their head to. But at the exactly. same time, like, they don't have to do too much. They could just listen to the song. Exactly. But, you know, I, I low-key, I'm going to go, I'm going to try and go back and actually, you know, perform the next time. It was my fault for showing up too fucking late. But nah, bro. It's, I mean, every, I don't know. I know everybody done, done that at least once that and thought, oh, yeah, I'm about to go perform and you show up at fucking 8 o'clock and they like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, bro. Yeah, what's, your, uh, what, what's your favorite thing about performing live, though? My favorite thing about performing live, I like experimenting with what works and what doesn't. Like, mm. as far as crowd interaction, uh, signature moves, you can do, like, that match lyrics in your songs. Um, and just, you know, sharing that energy with your fans. I, that's my favorite thing about performing live. Uh, I am still in high school right now. I was trying to... Okay. Yeah, I was, I'm trying to perform for my prom next week, hopefully. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to get that in the works. That's what's up. Teachers hating though. They think I'm finna. <laughs> they think I'm finna turn that bitch into yeah, a, a nigga thong yeah. or some shit. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's tough, bro. That's tough. I uh, cause I didn't. I think I started music like right when I was about to leave high school. So, but I was trash. I was fucking garbage. And niggas was hyping me up. And I'm y'all some hoes for that shit. <laughs> this hoes. I that don't shit. know why people do that. I remember dropping my first song. My first ever song was called Solo. That shit got like 10,000 views in a week and it was literally me like rapping like on a muffled ass fucking mic and I was like yeah yeah so loud so loud like my voice was raspy and shit it was terrible and I don't know why people was fucking with they was coming to me at school it was like bro solo is so fucking hard and I'm like wait what no it probably was hard bro my shit was garbage my shit was garbage, bro, but I niggas. wish I could show you this song. I, re- I really, I honestly wish I could That's show funny. you this shit. Yeah, nah, motherfuckers, like, I, show, I showed them the music, bro, and they was like, yeah, but this shit slap. No, the fuck it don't. That shit do not slap, not, it don't slap shit, don't slap your mama, it don't slap nothing, bro. That shit is terrible. And that shit is actually still out out there on uh, fucking SoundCloud. Don't, don't go, go check look for it, it out. No, hell Go no. check it out. Hell no. Nah. If I'm you want to listen, nah, I'm going to delete my fucking SoundCloud. <laughs> fuck that. Hell no, nah, that shit is terrible, bro. Link in bio, go check that out. <laughs> Have you? Uh, I know that you. You know, what I'm saying you say you ain't been in, in like the industry for a super long time, of course. But have you seen yourself progress as an artist so far? Of course. Um, as far as producing goes, I had there was a time where I broke my mic and I had to get a brand new one, and it actually helped me elevate. Actually, no, I'm gonna put it like this. This I'm gonna give you a quick story time. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, when I was in Atlanta the first time, this wasn't when I was doing the show, but it was just a different time. 
uh, smoking with DCT, man. We was we got some like crazy like I feel like this was actually rapper weed on some shit. Like when they <laughs> when they say that shit, rapper weed, nigga. Like all right, we smoking, niggas. Out we outside. My dumb ass ain't want to get no hoodie or nothing. I was just regular t-shirt. It was like fifty degrees outside. Damn, smoking a blunt, looking like a crazy ass nigga. I'm not gonna lie to you, but we was walking and I was cooling like. It was cold, but I was, like, out there for, like, a week, so I was kind of used to it. Mm. So, smoking this shit, I'm starting to, like, phase out. Like, I'm really greening out. And I'm, bro, we walk into this, we walk into this house, we get in front of the mailbox, and I, I'm, like, looking at the floor, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm I'm literally greening out. That's crazy. And he's like, bro, come on, let's go inside, let's go inside, let's go inside. So, we go inside, we warm up and shit. He gave me a blanket and some water and shit. He was like, bro, you greened out, you greened out. And I was like, bro, I don't remember shit that just happened. And on some legendary shit, nigga passed me some headphones. He got on his computer, played a beat, and I freestyled a whole, like, 10-minute song with him. I swear to God. <laughs> That's crazy. I swear to God. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> and it was, it was probably a core memory for me. And then after I recorded like that, like, it made me go get a new mic, uh... It made me fix my computer and just start recording a new style overall, mm. and it helped me elevate. Would you say that moment was like the most memorable, memorable moment in music for you so far? Yes, I okay. like. I felt like I turned Super Saiyan or some shit. <laughs> it was crazy. Just went stupid. Yeah, oh, I was God. scared as fuck at first. Don't get me wrong. I like, I'm green and I'm like, bro, where the fuck am I? No, nah, no. Nah. And then he give me the headphones. I'm hearing the beat. I'm like, man, let's run this shit. Oh, fuck yeah. It just went. Hell yeah, bro. So where you see Lil Ray in five to ten years? I see Lil Ray making, uh, I want to be a rock star, man. I, I want to just, you know, go travel around the world, showing people my music. Uh, in five years, I'd say I'd actually be able to say I can sell out shows and have mm. thousands and thousands of people come out and see me. And, you know, working with my, uh, like, inspirations and idols. I get most of my inspiration from, uh, let's say, Tyler, the creator, uh, Uno, the activist, uh, Kamazi Washington, Bad Brains, you know, that's where most of my, like, style or just, you know, love of music comes from. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I see myself being great, of course. Hey. No, I fuck with that. Um, <clears throat> before we get out of here, man, I always ask every artist this. Yeah. So when you, when Lil Ray is, is out here on tour doing a goddamn thing where you see yourself in five to ten years, bro, do you, well, you are, are you from Houston? I'm from New Orleans. I've been staying okay. in Houston. Yeah. Do you plan on coming back to either Houston or going back to New Orleans and doing something for your city? Of course. Yeah. What you want to do for them? I feel like I could. I feel like, all right, so I've been in Houston my whole life. I'm born okay. in New Orleans, but I tend to just visit back and forth, like, you know, every month or two. But mm -hmm. I feel like uh, I definitely come back to Houston and shut this bitch down for a good time and just, you know, perform at, like, House of Blues or some shit. Mm. And just you know go crazy. I feel like I could really do that, and I know it's gonna happen in the next two three years. No, oh, I fuck with that. I Hell fuck yeah. with that, bro. All right, bro. Go ahead and let everybody know, man, where they can follow you at on socials and shit like that. All right. So my name is Alan Ray. You can follow me at A L I N R A Y E on all socials. Make sure you click that link in the bio on IG that link tree. If you want a shirt like this, you know what I'm saying. I got you with the DM. Just hit me in the DM. I make I make custom shirts, paint it, and heat press everything. Absolutely. So you know, come hit me on that. 
Yeah, shout out Chef Radio. Hey, I we appreciate did. that, bro. I appreciate that. You yes, got any sir. projects coming out soon or any music coming out soon? Uh, right now you could go get that until it kills me. It's on all platforms right now under Alan Ray. Okay. Uh, my next project I say is called Nostal Projection. It's gonna be the real introduction to my Nostal genre and style. So yeah, go check that out soon. Bet that, man. Y'all keep your eyes on the lookout for it, man. You already know it's the dessert mix-up next. Keep it locked. It's the hottest. It's the biggest. Lil Ray, Chef Radio.